You say, Pastor, you could have kept leaping, leaping for joy. Very true. But you have to conserve energy. Praise God. Hallelujah. Matthew 4, verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Everyone say, preaching the gospel. And healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. You know what happens is when you obey the word of God and you obey the man of God, God will heal your body. I feel faith in this place tonight. And his fame went throughout all Syria. They brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments. You know, I'm thankful for my, my doctor down here at the clinic because he helps me. But you know something? God heals me. I said, God heals me. You say, how does God do it? I don't know, but there is, there is something about our faith. If we'll just, it doesn't, you say, Pastor, my faith is low. That's okay. Jesus said, if you have faith as just a grain of mustard seed, if you have just a little bit of faith here tonight, amen, don't diminish the fact that you have low faith. Amen, just build on that faith tonight. Well, somebody say, praise the Lord. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases, different diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, those which were lunatic, those which had the palsy, and he healed them. Amen. And he healed them. And so I'm just going to preach for a little while tonight. And I believe that if you need the Holy Ghost, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. If you need deliverance from demons, God will deliver you from the demons that drive your mind and spirit. But you've got to be sick and tired of living the way you've lived and turn loose of that old way of living. Turn loose of them old demons that try to control you. I tell somebody right now in the Holy Ghost that when you receive the Holy Ghost, the demons flee, flew. They got out of the house. I said they got out of the house. That, Jesus said, amen, when a, when a man goes, that spirit walks through dry places and he finds a house that's empty, garnished, and swept. What was Jesus talking about? He was talking about someone that had been full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so what you got to do is stay full of the Holy Ghost. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee. You can't follow Jesus from a long way off. You got to get as close to him as you can. I said, you have to get as close to him as you can. And they followed him a great, and there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and from Decapolis and from Jerusalem and Judea and from beyond Jordan. Let's pray right now. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your people that are here tonight. God, I ask you, Lord, that you would meet with us. Already, you've already came down in this place in a special way, God. But we're doing what your word commands us to do. 
And we're proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Proclaiming your word. Proclaiming healing. Proclaiming deliverance. God, I ask you tonight, God, to set the captive free. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. You can be seated. Amen. What we hear is important. The old saying goes, the sound is deafening. And uh, I, I, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but there's been times in life where when everything in the house has quit running, there's no refrigerator running, there's no furnace running, there's nothing that is uh, no motorized electricity, uh, electrical motors are, are moving, nobody's in the house talking, the radio's not on. And the sound, the, 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 the silence becomes so loud. Has anyone else experienced that before? Because we become so accustomed to all the things that are around us constantly making noises. Well, I want to preach to you tonight for just a little while the importance of hearing the preacher and the importance of hearing the Word of God. And we look at the Word of God. And, and I, I briefly uh, want to tell this church that uh, when you are going to conferences, you are going to hear things that may seem distressful to you. You may hear a man of God get up and preach a frustration, a man, and verbalize it uh, to a conference. And that does not make him a bad person or what he says uh, wrong. It just simply, you've got to hear the voice of your pastor. Amen. I said you've got to hear the voice of the man of God. Amen. There's many times where you'll hear a man of God preach something out of frustration because he is frustrated with a moment of time in life and because he sees the direction uh, that the people of God might be pointed in, and so he is sounding an alarm. And so tonight I'm preaching to you and I'm proclaiming. Preaching just simply means proclaiming uh, or declaring, amen, the, the things of God. Amen. I'm thankful tonight, uh, amen, that we can preach the Word of God. Uh, amen. What I preach and teach over this pulpit is what this church lines up to. Uh, Amen. What I preach and teach over this pulpit is what we've got to say, okay, God, uh, this pastor in my life, uh, amen, that you put in my life, uh, God, I'm going to do my dead level best to serve you uh, and to do the work of God, uh, amen, to hear the voice of God uh, and to let faith be built uh, in my spirit. Well, some may say, praise the Lord. Amen. And so God spoke to the prophet Ezekiel. I, I sat in amazement uh, Friday night last week at Holiness Conference uh, as I listened to Brother Brad Lambeth preach, uh, amen, about uh, how that he would preach through an interpreter, Sister Maji, amen, and, and uh, how that he, on the other hand, has been an interpreter many times for men of God preaching, uh, and he says, I've got, as an interpreter, I've got to make sure uh, 
that what I'm interpreting is the exact same thing that the man of God is preaching across the pulpit. Hey man, I've got to have the anointing. Hey man, I've prayed for you interpreters many times that God gives them. Hey man, brings all things to their remembrance while they're interpreting, but more than that, that the anointing of the Holy Ghost would come upon them. And do you know the same thing happens to a man of God in the pulpit as he preaches the word of God? That I'm hearing what thus saith uh, the word of God and what thus saith uh, the Holy Ghost uh, and I'm trying my dead level best to convey it to you uh, as God's mouthpiece as God's mouthpiece uh, that we've got to hear the word of God preached uh, oh I'm reaching for you tonight saint of God uh, amen hear what thus saith uh, the word of God uh, hear what God is trying to say to the church. Amen. You hear voices all around you every day. You hear things on social media, podcast, radio, all types of media. But are you hearing what the preacher's preaching right now across this pulpit? You have to be oh so careful of what you are hearing. There's, there is, I hope you children are listening to your pastor. I hear you talking, but you're not listening to me preach. There's a lot of voices in this world. Every one of them, the Bible says, has great significance. And you better be careful. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm preaching just as hard as I was a minute ago. I'm just as anointed. You better be careful what you are giving heed to. Just because somebody has a podcast doesn't make them a preacher. Just because somebody has a website and says, I know everything there is to know about the Word of God does not make them a preacher. In fact, on the other hand, the way uh, Jesus said uh, to determine whether or not, uh, amen, they are uh, a, a true prophet is by their fruits. Do they preach there's just one God and Jesus is his name. Do they preach, amen, that there is no other way to be saved than to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and to receive the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues. Hey, it's getting quiet right now, but I'm not preaching for your response. I'm preaching because I've got a mandate from heaven, amen, to get this church to heaven. And so I'm preaching to this church tonight. Church, church, what are you hearing? Amen, you've got to make sure, amen, that what you're hearing is the what thus saith the word of God, amen, and the whole counsel of God. I don't listen to radio preachers. 
I've been going down the road and heard them before. And I'll listen to them go on. They don't have any anointing. And they, you know what they're saying is it's, it's biblical. And what they're saying is sometimes true. But then they say something that is a lie. Such as just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you can be saved. Where do you find that in the Word of God? Amen. Where do you find that all you have to do is pray a sinner's prayer to be saved? Well, I'm bumping up against the spirits of this world right now that don't like me preaching this, but I'm going to preach it anyhow. Amen. You've got to hear the Word of God preached. I said, you've got to hear a apostolic preacher, amen, namely your pastor, Nathan Carricker, stand in this pulpit and preach the word of God. I've got a mandate from heaven that woe is me if I preach not the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm in trouble with God. And so I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to preach holiness. I'm going to preach separation. You've got to be separated from this world. Hey, man, you can't mix it up with the world and say, oh, brother, we're all going to heaven together. That's not what the word of God says. Jesus said there's going to be people that stand in front of me and say, Lord, we cast out devils in your name. We did mighty many works, many mighty works in your name. And he said, I'm going to profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. You say, Pastor, that's negative. No, it's preaching. I'm proclaiming the word of God. And you've got to know in this last hour, amen, of what you're hearing. I said you've got to know what you're hearing is the truth. If something's not the truth, it is a... If something is three-fourths truth, it is a... If someone tells you half the truth and you find out later, man, they didn't tell me all the truth. You, didn't, you don't say, well, I love them because they, they told me mostly the truth. No. You say, that person, every mom and dad in here, if your child tells you something that's misleading, woo! Now tell me how that went again. Oh yeah, every mom and dad in here. If your child tells you part of the truth, you're like, hmm. Now the truth is coming out. You ever had that experience before? Have you all ever had that experience before? <laughs> They're pleading the blood. <laughs> oh, that's all right. 
I plead, I plead the blood. <laughs> In apostolic churches, we don't plead the fifth, we plead the blood. <laughs> And so if a preacher gets up and he tells you 99% of the truth and then he tells 1% not the truth, he lied to you. And so when I stand in this pulpit and I preach to you the word of God, I'm going to preach to you what thus saith the word of the Lord says. How many thankful for that tonight? Amen. The reason why we bring our Bibles to church And so we make sure the preacher's not lying to us. When I tell you there's just one God and Jesus is his name, I I tell you you need to look at Ephesians 4 and 5. You need to look at John 10 and 30. You need to look at Acts chapter 4 verse 12. You need to look at Acts 20, 28. Oh, come on, church. 1 Corinthians 6 and 9 to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Jesus Christ was 100% God and 100% man. Amen. Jesus Christ was God manifest in the flesh. Jesus says to his disciples, amen, he says, Father, I have manifested thy name to my disciples. So what's the name of God? Jesus Christ. I said, what's the name of God? Jesus Christ. Hey man, you don't, you're not praying to the second person. You're not praying to the first person. You're not praying to the Father and to, then to the Son. But when I pray, I call on the name of Jesus. For in him, for in Jesus Christ dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Well, that ought to have got every apostolic in this room on your feet because there's just one God and even the devils believe and tremble. The devil starts trying to make you afraid. You need to start calling on the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. It's in the name of Jesus, it's in the name of Jesus, demons will have to flee. Hey, do you believe it tonight? You got to call on the name of Jesus. So it's important what we hear. You better be careful of what you're hearing. I'd rather for you to listen to Holy Ghost Radio than to some podcast that would tell you a lie. And I'm going to tell you something else about Holy Ghost Radio. That it's full of one God, apostolic preachers that preach the truth. That preach one God. And we sat down as apostolics and readily fill our mind with the news of the day. Clay and Buck. You know what Clay and Buck is? They're just a 
new Rush Limbaugh in a different dress. You can listen to five minutes and catch up for the month. You can read the news and catch up with the news in about five minutes. You better be careful. I'm hitting a stump here tonight. You better be careful what you're listening to. Amen. Brother, Brother Maceo Montez from Pueblo, Colorado is taking all the tapes. How many knows all these tapes that we have in here? He's taking all these tapes that we've recorded through the years and he is putting them on digital format. And they will be available to this church. I said, brother, what I request. And so I don't know how we're going to do it. He's going to give us a hard drive full of preaching tapes. All those preaching tapes in there that this church can have. I said, this church, you can have them. You can download them. You can listen to them. And I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to you right now, church. That's the things that you need to be hearing. Amen. Instead of hearing someone that we don't know who they are, what they are, what they do behind closed doors, where they go to church, and just say, oh, well, I'm going to listen to them because they've got a podcast. You say, Pastor, why are you preaching about podcasts all of a sudden? Because the other day I was thinking about all this technological advancement, artificial intelligence. And you know what artificial intelligence is made up of? It's made up of algorithms of ungodly people. And it's made up... Already, one God, apostolic preachers, are putting into this AI chat, GDPTQ, whatever. I don't understand it. I never will understand it. And furthermore, I have no desire to understand it. But they put in there, make me a message on one God, Jesus' name, baptism. And you know what the artificial intelligence came back with? With Trinity formula of baptism. It came back with, amen, that there are three gods. And you know where those algorithms came from? It came from, amen, Trinitarians that said, we're not going to have artificial intelligence telling people the truth. Uh, we're going to tell them what we want them to hear because artificial intelligence is not bulletproof. You better watch out, church. Uh, amen. What you think is, oh, man, this is going to be great. Uh, oh, no. What's wrong with getting your Bible down uh, and digging it out for yourself uh, and say, why is there just one God? Uh, why do we baptize in Jesus' name? Uh, why do we talk in tongues? I'll tell you the reason why we talk in tongues. Uh, because Isaiah 28 and 11 uh, says, for with stammering lips uh, and another tongue uh, will he speak to this people. Amen. And on the day of Pentecost, they were all in one place, in one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and they were all it didn't say some, it didn't say part it said they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake with tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. 
don't need artificial intelligence. To tell me there's one God. To tell me about holiness. If there's something broken, I'm going to fix it. But I'm not going online trying to figure out everything that's going on in this body that's fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, praise God. You say, Pastor, what did you just say there? Well, for those of you that weren't listening to me, I'm, I'm telling you right now that it's not the will of God for you to be sick. It's not the will of God for you to be constantly in fear about what's going on in your body. And you better watch out getting on to, amen, artificial intelligence, if you please. Amen. And typing in, saying, what is this? Amen. You know what the devil will do to you? The devil will convince you you got cancer. The devil will tell you, hey, that's not what that saith the word of God. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Amen. And if God's ready for me to leave this world, Take me, Jesus, I'm ready to go. Amen, but I'm not going to sit around in fear. I'm not going to sit around in turmoil in my life. Come on, young people. You don't have to believe those reports. You don't have to sit around and worry about whether or not I'm normal or not. You're perfectly normal. God called you out of darkness. He called you in a marvelous light. He healed your body. You know what I'm preaching right now? I'm preaching faith. Because the devil would like for you to live in fear. How old are you? 12 years old. Do you know what's going to happen in six years? You can't live for God. You tell him, love you. I'll pray for you until I go to heaven. But I'm going to the house of the Lord. I'm going to the house of the Lord. I said, I'm going to the house of the Lord. There's peace in the house of the Lord. Come on, young person. Amen. The thing that you're going through right now, it's not going to be forever. Amen. God's going to give you the victory. And if you'll just give God some time, just give God time. Say, okay, God, you brought me this far. I'm going to be all the way. I'm going all the way to glory. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to preach the gospel. Whatever it takes, that's what I'm going to do. I'm preaching to you right now. Don't be discouraged. Don't be weary and well-doing. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Hey, hey man, I'm preaching in faith. I'm prophesying to this church. There's more people that's going to get the Holy Ghost. Be baptized in Jesus' name. Their body's healed. We're going to see a church. Come on. Yeah. 
was 12 years old, I was bigger than most men. Are you 12? Please don't take this offensively. But Judah has the perfect brain of someone 12 years old. There's nothing wrong with your mind. You're made perfect in the image of God. But when I was 12 years old, I used to have people bully me. And I was your size. Because they knew in my mind, I didn't know what to do with myself or how to react. And then all of a sudden, there was a day. There was a day. I said, I can take three of these guys that are trying to stop me. And I can whoop them all three at one time. I was 16 years old at youth camp. And I had three guys corner me behind the showers. They said, we're going to beat you up, Nathan. And I said, you are, huh? And all of a sudden, I saw something change in the eyes of Corey. And I said, Corey's the one I'm going after first because he just got scared. And I took off after Corey. I said, Corey, you just gave yourself away. Oh, I wasn't 12 years old anymore. Something had changed in my mind. Oh, yeah, it was all, there was nothing spiritual about what was going on right then. <laughs> I'm giving you the natural so you can understand the spiritual. But there will come a day in your life where all of a sudden, all of a sudden, something in the spirit, amen, is something will switch and shift. You'll say, you know what? I don't have to fight with this battle anymore, devil, because I've got the victory. God, give me the victory, and I've got the power, amen, to overcome. I've got the power to win the battle. Hallelujah. Come on, young person. Come on, saint of God. Let there be a switch in the spirit. Let there be a change in the mindset and the attitude. Amen. I've done won this battle. I saw it in their eyes. It's time for a victory. Somebody ought to clap your hands and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. And the rest of that story behind the shower house is all three of them dudes took off running like scared rabbits. And later when I saw them, I walked by them. You know when God gives you a victory? You need to stare at that old devil eyeball to eyeball and say, you know what? Nothing's ever the same now. I got the victory. I won. And I'll never give in to that thing again. I'll never lose that battle again because God give me the victory. Come on, God give you the victory. Stay victorious. Man, I got a lot of notes.
God asked the man of God a question. He said, Ezekiel, he said, can these bones live? Ezekiel saw a valley of dry bones. God said, look at these dry bones. He said, can they live? And he, he gave God the right answer. And he said, Lord, thou knowest. <laughs> you know, what we see with our natural eye is not what God sees with his eyes. And so when he said, you know, thou knowest, God gave him a commandment. Ezekiel 37 and 4, and again he said unto me, prophesy, prophesy. You know what that word prophesy means? To speak or sing by inspiration or just a simple discourse. You know, the prophecies that are spoken across this pulpit into your walk with God are either by inspiration or because this man of God knows what the Word of God says. And he said, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O oh, you dry bones, what does it say? Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Everyone say it together. Hear the word of the Lord. And there's times, everybody in here, everyone in here will experience it. There's times where you're going to hear everything but the word of the Lord. And when that happens, you've got to say, wait a minute. I just heard this preached. I'm going to hear the word of the Lord. What we hear is important. Preaching. Preaching is an amazing thing that God has chosen. Everyone say, God has chosen preaching. In Matthew 12 and 41, Jesus talked about a preacher. Now, you can look this up when you get home. This is an interesting study. This is an interesting study. The word preach, preaching, and preached is mentioned four or five times in the Old Testament. Think about that. You say, what's the difference? It's because in the Old Testament, they were given the word of God by the commandments of God, the law. And they lived according to the law. Today, we live in the dispensation of grace. And Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law. But he said, I came to fulfill the law in us. Are you hearing this preacher preach today? And so, the letter killeth. Hear the preacher here right now. 
but the Spirit maketh alive. In the Old Testament, living by the law, by itself, Israel failed time after time. And could I say they continue to fail even today according to the law? Because the letter by itself killeth. And so when you hear me get up and preach, if you noticed in the Old Testament, you say, well, why didn't they preach in the Old Testament? It's because preaching is done by inspiration or by what we know. Are you hearing this preacher tonight? And in the Old Testament, there was no Holy Ghost. There was no, hey man, infilling of the Holy Ghost. You say, well, there was the Spirit of God, but it was not indwelling inside of people. Amen. Jonah, amen. Isaiah prophesied, amen, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel. Who was he prophesying about? He was prophesying about Jesus Christ. But there's another story in the Old Testament about a man named Jonah. And God said, Jonah, you go to Nineveh and you tell them if they don't repent, I'm going to destroy them. And Jonah got so mad. Hey, man, he said, I'm not going to those sorry Ninevites. He said, I'm not going down there to preach to them. They're dogs. Can I tell you something? Woe was him because he didn't preach the then known gospel to them. You know what the gospel was that day? Repent. Turn from your wicked ways. And finally, when he got there and started preaching, you know what happened? Is the whole, amen, city repented in sackcloth and ashes. The donkeys, the camels, the dogs, the cats, everything went on a three-day fast because of a preacher. Can I tell you, you can't be saved without a preacher. Can I go a little further with that? You can't be saved listening to a preacher. You can't be saved listening to Pastor Nathan Carricker sitting in your house. You say, well, I'll listen online. Please don't take this personal. Anybody that called me tonight, I had this message a long time before anybody called me. And it doesn't matter who. I'm not talking about that. But can I tell you that... COVID tried to convince this world that you don't have to go to church. Can I preach it one more time, church? We have to come to the house of God. That we must lift our hands in the congregation of saints. Amen. That we've got to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Amen. That we clap our hands. Oh, clap your hands. Oh, ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Oh, I'm preaching to you, church. We've got to have a church house. We've got to be in the house of God. I'm going to preach it. Amen. And preach it. And preach it. And preach it. Yes, 
You say, Pastor, everybody's going to one service on Sunday. And they're missing 52 more chances a year for another person to get the Holy Ghost. They're missing 52 more chances a year for someone to receive their healing. I've got a burden in my spirit tonight. Romans 10. Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 10. I'm going to start. I got 14 here written down. But I feel like I need to back up a little bit. I'm trying to hurry. Romans chapter 10 and verse 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Which we what? Preach. We preach it. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved. You say, Pastor, that's that verse you were talking about. This is why I'm reading it. Because it doesn't stop with verse 9. It doesn't stop with verse 9. Paul didn't end the chapter and say, this is what it takes to be saved. No. For with a heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth Confession is made unto salvation. What's that talking about? Well, turn in your Bible to Isaiah chapter 28. If you look up commentary on Isaiah 28 and 11, you'll get the wackiest commentary you've ever read in your life. I'm serious. Isaiah 28 and 11 says, For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people, to whom he said, This is the rest. Everyone say the rest. It's not Saturday. It's the Holy Ghost. This is the rest. So if Jesus Christ is the Holy Ghost and I receive the Holy Ghost, That means he's become my Sabbath. He's, you know what Sabbath means? Sabbath does not mean Saturday. It means what? Rest. Jesus Christ has become my rest, my Sabbath. How many is hearing your preacher? How many is hearing your pastor? And he said, This is the rest wherewith he may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. The Bible says they plug their ears and gnash their teeth. Good Jesus. But the word of the Lord was made unto them precept upon precept, 
precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here little and there little, that they might go and fall backwards and be broken and snared and taken. That prophecy is coming to pass all the time. Who's that talking to? It's talking to the Jews because they rejected Jesus Christ. Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord. You scornful men, rule this people which is in Jerusalem, because ye have said, we have made a covenant with death and hell, and we are at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made our lies our refuge, and under falsehood we have hid ourselves. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. And he that believeth shall not make haste. Jesus said in Mark 16 and 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. In my name they shall speak with New tongues. And so this, this verse of scripture, it says, For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be condemned or ashamed. For there's no difference between the Jew, the Greek, for the Lord, the, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now turn in your Bible to Joel chapter 2. shall come to pass afterward that I shall pour out my spirit, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. Upon the servants, upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit, and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion in Jerusalem shall be deliverance. As the Lord hath said, and in the remnant of whom thou shalt call. Turn to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. There's people that are going to tell you that's just for the apostles. Well, what about the other hundred? 18 or 100, 108 in the upper room. And what about the other 3,000 on the day of Pentecost? And 5,000 a few days later. And the revival in Samaria. And Acts chapter 10, the Italians, the Gentiles receiving the Holy Ghost. And Acts chapter 19, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. They started preaching. 
Verse 14, but Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea and all that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you. Hearken to my words. He was preaching. These are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it's but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. How then, verse 14, Romans 10, 14, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? So my Bible says before you can call upon the name of the Lord, you've got to know how to call on God. Remember that. And it says, how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? If you don't know who Jesus is, you can't begin to cry out to him. Oh, yeah, the word of God backs it up. Jesus, Bartimaeus, be quiet. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. You know why he started crying out, have mercy on me? It's because he had heard who Jesus was. He had heard uh, that Jesus would heal his blinded eyes. Faith had sprung up. How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by what? Hearing. That's why, the, that's why the devil doesn't want you to come to church. Because he knows faith. You say, well, pastor, I'm hearing it online. No, you're listening. You can't feel the same anointing that we feel sitting in this sanctuary. We've already tried that during COVID. All of you 100%. Pastor, when are we going to go to church again? Why did we ask that? It wasn't because we just wanted to come to the house of God. No, it was because we wanted to feel the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost as a church gathered in one mind and one accord. How soon the devil would have us to forget what he tried, the tricks that he tried to play, that tried to destroy the church that only made the church a stronger body. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. First Corinthians 1 and 21, if we could all stand. For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. To save them that believe. 
God had handed down manna from heaven. God had given his law to Moses. They, they heard by the disposition of angels, the Bible says. But in Hebrews chapter 1, it says in these last days that he has revealed himself to us by his son. And the angels are a ministering fire. When a man of God gets up here and preaches, then not only does the anointed word go forth, but the fire falls from heaven. Then the things that are very difficult in the human realm become very simple to God when we step in faith into that spiritual realm. There's things that we're all going through that we're all going to deal with that in this flesh it's not pleasant. How many is with me right now? In this flesh it's not pleasant pleasant to deal with some of the stuff we have to deal with, whether it's physical, mental, domestic. But if we could step into the Spirit. Is there anybody here tonight that you come to this altar and lift your hands? You don't have to get down in the altar unless you need to. But I'd ask this church before we leave tonight, come to this altar Everybody gather in and lift your hands to heaven and say, God, I've heard your word. Oh, God, I've heard your word. Come on, church. The Holy Ghost is reaching here tonight, telling you, come on, there's healing. There's renewing. There's strength. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. There's faith. Oh, God, that I can walk on the mountaintops with hinds feet. Oh, God, that you have caused me to run through a troop, to leap over a wall. God, there's nothing too hard for you, God. Oh, I preach to you in my heart tonight, church. Hear the preacher. Hear the word of God. Know that God is nigh. Jesus, Jesus.